This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. The president heads to Buffalo, New York, Tuesday in the aftermath of Saturday's mass shooting, which left 10 dead. Defying threats from Russia, NATO is fast-tracking membership for Finland and Sweden. Signals from Russia's ambassador to the United States that there is division among top Kremlin officials over the invasion of Ukraine and that the U.S. is brokering an end to the conflict with conditions. A new survey finds the cost of living and the economy are the two top issues for potential voters. Voting well for Republicans and bad for Democrats set the polls in this year's midterm elections. Former New York Governor George Pataki told the Cats Roundtable Republicans will be victorious this fall, especially if former Governor Cuomo of New York decides to run for office. Here's your top five at five. President Joe Biden heads to Buffalo, New York tomorrow. His visit in the aftermath of Saturday's mass shooting at a Topps friendly market, which left 10 dead and three wounded. Earlier Sunday, President Biden condemned the attack. Biden said people must work together to address the hate that remains a stain on the soul of America. Hearts are heavy once again, but a resolve must never, ever waver. No one understands this more than the people sitting in front of me. Moms, dads, children, family members, about how those folks in Buffalo feel today when they got the call. The U.S. Justice Department is investigating the mass shooting as a hate crime, a racially motivated act of white supremacy and violent extremism, Biden said. A total of 13 people were shot. 11 of the shooting victims were black. The alleged shooter, 18-year-old Peyton Gendron, is in custody, charged with first-degree murder. Federal and state authorities have intervened, interviewed rather his parents, and executed search warrants. Gendron is alleged to have written a manifesto referring to the great replacement theory, the false idea among white supremacists that there's an effort to replace white Americans with immigrants, Jews, and other minority groups. NATO's head said Sunday that the security bloc is fast-tracking membership for both Sweden and Finland. That raises the stakes on Russian President Vladimir Putin, who has warned against European nations joining NATO in the wake of Russia's war on Ukraine. Reaction from U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken. Both countries are close and valued defense partners of NATO and the United States. And the United States would strongly support a NATO application by either Sweden or Finland, should they choose to formally apply to the alliance. Russia's been seeing setbacks in its war in Ukraine. Ukrainian forces have pushed Russian military from the outskirts of its second largest city, Kharkiv, and pushed troops further east in the Donbass region. Finland's parliament votes on a NATO application today. 
Sweden's governing Social Democratic Party said Sunday it will vote in favor of joining NATO as well. Russia's ambassador to the United States has hinted division among Kremlin hierarchy over the war with Ukraine. Anatoly Antonov said that the U.S. is pushing Russia into negotiations with certain conditions. A week before the invasion, Antonov denied that Russia planned to invade Ukraine while speaking on Face the Nation. Russia has publicly decided, uh, declared its uh, readiness to continue the diplomatic efforts to resolve all outstanding issues. Russian troops are on a sovereign Russian uh, territory. We don't threaten anyone. He also said on Russian TV that some of the hierarchy are ready to give up the fight and repent, stressing he is not one of those ready to give in. The revelations come as Ukraine's forces have made progress in pushing Russian troops out of their second largest city of Kharkiv and further east in the Donbass region. He also said on Russian TV that some in the hierarchy are ready to give up the fight. Two things are most important to voters heading into the midterm elections, the cost of living and the economy. These pocketbook issues outpace Roe v. Wade, the 1973 law legalizing abortion. An NBC poll out Sunday finds that 22 percent of Americans told the poll that the cost of living was most important and come in second with 18 percent of the vote jobs and the economy. Republican Senator from Texas, Ted Cruz, spoke to Sean Hannity about why he feels voters may vote Republican in November. Across the board, galloping inflation, crime out of control, chaos at our southern border, gas prices, five, six, seven dollars. All of these are the result of wild, out of control liberalism. And, and I think the American people are really fed up. The top issues among potential voters are especially worrisome for President Joe Biden, who has had sinking poll numbers heading into the midterms. Only 33 percent overall approve of the job that Biden is doing, and just 23 percent in recent polls approve of his handling of the economy, signaling Republican victories and Democratic losses in the fall. Former New York Governor George Pataki thinks Republicans have an excellent chance in the upcoming elections. Pataki also thinks if former Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York were to enter the New York gubernatorial race, it would guarantee a GOP victory. Here he is on the Cats Roundtable with 77 WABC owner and operator John Katsimatidis. The third piece you need is a good Republican candidate. And we have a number of people out there. You know, I think uh, um, for the first time, uh, we have a credible candidates running in a, uh, in a primary, any one of whom I think could win the general. Pataki, who served as governor from 1995 until 2006, said Cuomo would get crushed if he decides to run. Cuomo resigned back in August of last year amid sexual harassment allegations, and Pataki added that he doubts Cuomo will actually decide to toss his hat into the ring. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Showers change over to thunderstorms after 2 this afternoon. Today's high is 72. Gusty winds and heavy rain are possible throughout the afternoon. That rain should taper off by midnight, the low overnight, 59. Tomorrow, sunshine, the high 71 with winds to 18 miles per hour. Right now, 66 degrees, mostly clear skies here in Manhattan. Churchgoers who used an electrical cord to hogtie a gunman are credited with saving lives in Sunday's shooting at a church in Laguna Woods, California. 
One person was killed and several hurt after this gunman entered the Geneva Presbyterian Church in Orange County, California. Here's Orange County Under Sheriff Jeff Halleck. Nothing more at this point. As you can see, there's a lot of resources that are out here right now. We're processing the scene and being very diligent and methodical about it. It's obviously a, a pretty large scene and with uh, five people injured and unfortunately one deceased. Uh, it just takes time to, to go through the scene and uh, talk to all the witnesses that are here. Officials describe the suspect as an Asian male in his 60s. His motive is as of yet unclear. Halleck said that the churchgoers displayed exceptional heroism and bravery during the incident, including confiscating the gunman's weapons. The California shooting one day after a gunman opened fire in Buffalo, New York, killing 10 people. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, the Democrat out of California Sunday, called a tweet by Representative Elise Stefanik, the Republican from New York, blaming that baby formula shortage on the Biden administration irresponsible. Stefanik blamed the Biden administration for sending large amounts of formula to the border. Speaker Pelosi on ABC's This Week blamed supply chain issues as a main culprit for the baby formula shortage. The president is quite correct. We must do something as quickly as possible, but as safely as possible and use caution for these babies. But we have to move quickly to do that. And part of this is, again, the supply chain issue. In a tweet on Friday, Stefanik said the shortage is unacceptable and that American mothers and their babies shouldn't suffer because of the hashtag Biden border crisis. The House plans to consider a bill that will give emergency authority to the WIC, Women, Infant and Children's Program, to address supply chain disruptions and recalls that led to the shortage. The Pennsylvania primary is Tuesday and Dr. Mehmet Oz has been endorsed by former President Donald Trump. The TV celebrity is locked in a competitive race in Pennsylvania's Republican Senate primary, predicted that he is the one who could defeat Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, the likely Democratic contender who is recovering from a stroke. Here is Dr. Oz on the Cats Roundtable. If you ship natural gas overseas to our allies, let them replace whatever they're burning, it'll be the equivalent of electrifying every vehicle, putting a solar panel on every American home, and doubling wind energy production which, by the way, drops the amount of carbon you burn. So this is a great deal for everybody if we would just let America become energy independent. Dr. Oz holds a slight lead in the polls going into tomorrow's primary race against hedge funder David McCormick and political commentator Kathy Barnett. Fetterman has pulled in front of Representative Connor Lamb by as much as 30 percentage points in the Democratic primary. Republican Senator Pat Toomey is retiring, leaving that seat open up for grabs. Well, during a panel discussion on his HBO show Real Time with Bill Maher, Maher blasted protests outside of U.S. Supreme Court justices' homes. He also chided former White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki for being down with them. Maher said Psaki was indirectly taking a position of support for the protests with her announcement on May 6th that she did not have an official U.S. government position on where people protest. It's intimidation. It's against the law. I mean, do we have some footage of what, I mean, look, it's not, it's, it's not, uh, it's not terribly violent, obviously, but would you want this outside your house? Also, the White House defended peaceful protests that have taken place outside of the Supreme Court and the homes of the justices. Saki, who left the press secretary role last Friday, advised demonstrators Monday against using intimidation tactics. A federal judge on Friday issued a preliminary injunction blocking an Alabama law that makes it a felony 
to prescribe gender-affirming puberty blockers and hormones to transgender minors. The injunction stops the state from enforcing the ban, which took effect on May 8th. A young transgender teen, Kay, gave his reaction to NBC News when the law was first passed. It implies that making um, commonly suicidal children feel better about themselves, it implies that doing that is inherently immoral or or predatory or or abusive and it's it's ridiculous and it it's hateful and it it makes children feel like villains for living the vulnerable child compassion and protection act made it a felony punishable by up to 10 years in prison to prescribe or administer gender affirming medication to transgender minors to help affirm their new gender identity The judge, though, left in place other parts of this law that banned gender-affirming surgeries for transgender minors and a provision that requires counselors and other school officials uh, to tell parents if a minor discloses that they think they are a transgender. Additional court action is moving forward in this. Russia has likely lost one-third of its ground combat forces in Ukraine. The forces who remain are depleted and have been unable to make any significant territorial progress in recent weeks, according to British intelligence officials. The U.K.'s Ministry of Defense predicted Russia's losses will continue to mount as tactical and support equipment continues to run out and morale worsens. Over the weekend, Russian Foreign Affairs Minister Sergei Lavrov suggested that Russia was the victim in this war. We did everything to avoid a direct clash, but since the challenge was thrown, we, of course, accepted it. We are no strangers to sanctions. They were almost always there in one form or another. What is surprising is the absolutely cavernous Russophobic surge that has occurred in all so-called civilised countries. The conflict began February 24th with the fierce will and determination of Ukraine's military and residents taking up arms, along with international support credited for pushing back Russian forces. 77 WABC time check, 515 Luke Lograno here for Justin Ellick. Morning, Luke. Morning, Deb. Hi, everyone. Luke Lograno here with your early news sports update. You won't find many things better than a Game 7 in New York City. Win or go home for both the Rangers and the Pittsburgh Penguins. After scoring the first goal, the Rangers fell behind 2-1 and 3-2, but a late goal by Mika Zibanejad would send us to overtime, and then it was the bread man, Artemi Pan- Panarin, who sent the Penguins packing. Now Panarin goes in. He shoots. He scores. He scores. Rangers. Rangers. Rangers win. Rangers win 4-3. They'll start round two of the Stanley Cup playoffs on Wednesday against the Carolina Hurricanes. Moving on to baseball, another day, another win for the New York Yankees. They were up 3-1 in the ninth inning when Joey Gallo put the game out of reach. Runner goes. That one's driven deep to right field. There it goes. See ya. A two-run home run for Gallo. And the Yankees lead 5-1. to one. The Yankees win 5-1. to one. They'll be in Baltimore tonight to play the Orioles. The Mets tried to match a comeback in their game against the Seattle Mariners. Down by three in the ninth inning, they came within one. And with the bases loaded, Pete Alonso struck out on a check swing. Mariners beat the Mets 8-7, giving the Blue and Orange their first series loss of the season. They'll be back in Queens tonight to start their series with the St. Louis Cardinals. That's your 77 WABC Sports update. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. I'm Luke Legrano.
All right. Thanks, Luke. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. There's actually a travel advisory posted by the National Weather Service for this afternoon because storms this afternoon are expected to be heavy with gusty winds. Showers this morning change over to thunderstorms after 2 o'clock, the high 72. That rain should taper by midnight, the low 59. Clearing for tomorrow, turning sunny, the high 71 with winds 18 miles per hour Tuesday. Right now we have 66 degrees, still mostly clear skies here in the city. Frank Morano, standing by with your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. Oil giant Aramco reported a more than 80% jump in net profits Sunday, topping analyst expectations and setting a new quarterly earnings record since its IPO. The Saudi Arabian behemoth said net income rose 82% to $39.5 billion in the first three months of the year. That's up from $21.7 billion over the same period last year. The Aramco results reflect an ongoing momentum in the oil and gas industry, which has benefited from a more than 45% increase in prices since the start of the year. Dropping cryptocurrency values and the collapse of popular tokens are stoking panic among some investors and boosting pressure on Washington to act. Rising interest rates and recession risks have caused sharp sell-offs across financial markets, including the stock market. Many crypto investors have seen their holdings evaporate, along with major players in the burgeoning digital asset space. Elon Musk tweeted that Twitter's legal team accused him of violating a non-disclosure agreement by revealing that the sample size for the social media platform's checks on automated users was 100. Musk on Friday tweeted that his $44 billion cash deal to take the company private was temporarily on hold while he awaited data on the proportion of its fake accounts. He said his team would test a random sample of 100 followers on Twitter to identify the bots. And finally, the median pay package for chief executives of the biggest U.S. companies reached $14.7 million in 2021, setting a sixth straight annual record as strong profits and robust markets boosted performance measures. According to a Wall Street Journal analysis of data from more than 400 companies, total compensation rose by at least 12% for most of the executives, and most companies recorded annual shareholder returns of nearly 30%. Much of the pay consisted of equity awards that could ultimately prove to be worth more or less than initially reported. The median salary, bonus, and other cash compensation was $4.1 million. I'm Frank Morano. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. All right, thanks, Frank. Looking at futures this morning, they're mixed. The Dow is up six points at 32,126. S&P 500 down six and a half. The Nasdaq down 41 and a quarter. Gold down $11.50 an ounce at $1,796.60. Crude oil down 47 cents a barrel at $110.02. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it... A real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. It's the WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News this Monday morning. While a top NYPD official is blaming bail reform for the number of guns flooding New York City's streets, including the proliferation of ghost guns. Deputy Commissioner of Intelligence and Counterterrorism John Miller told the Cats Roundtable. We didn't wake up one day to quote uh, an earlier police commissioner and forget how to do policing. We had the law crime of any major city in the nation. 
It's when multiple conditions changed, many of them in the law, um, that we found challenges that we never found, found before. Miller pointed to last week's shooting of NYPD officer Dennis Vargas of the Bronxboro Public Safety Team. He was shot in the arm in an exchange of gunfire with the man who had been freed ahead of a sentencing date connected to a past gun arrest. The suspect, Rameek Smith, was killed in last Tuesday's shootout. Meanwhile, NYPD Police Commissioner Keechant Sewell has said the department is making noticeable headway through its increased patrols and neighborhood safety teams. She says nearly 70 percent of those busted by the new anti-gun units have a prior criminal history. But as the Post revealed last month, some suspects were allowed to walk free within hours of their arrest due to lax judges and bail reform. New York's Governor Kathy Hochul is speaking out about Saturday's mass shooting in Buffalo, New York. The governor took aim at white supremacist ideology and its online promoters following the mass shooting at the Topps Market in upstate New York. So we will be known perhaps temporarily as the place of the Buffalo shooting, but I want our place in history to be the place of the last mass shooting in this country. She promised there will be an aggressive pursuit of justice in the case. The governor also decried a feeding frenzy of race-based hatred promoted on various social media sites. Hochul said owners of such sites need to be more vigilant in monitoring their social media content. Hochul also expressed dismay the shooter's actions could be live-streamed on social media platforms. The alleged shooter, Peyton Gendron, is alleged to have written a manifesto referring to the Great Replacement Theory, the false idea among white supremacists that there is an effort to replace white Americans with immigrants, Jews, and other minority groups. Women must decide their fight, not the church. On natural sound there of two major abortion rights rallies Saturday in New York City, students at Brooklyn College walked out uh, to rally in support of abortion rights that actually on Friday and Planned Parenthood supporters marched across the Brooklyn Bridge Saturday with thousands participating. That march started at Cadman Plaza in Brooklyn, followed by a Welcome Village rally in Foley Square in Lower Manhattan. Additional protests in support of abortion rights took place all across the country. In a separate event on Saturday, Rise Up for Abortion Rights held protests around the country with its New York City flagship protest in Union Square. A leaked draft opinion from the U.S. Supreme Court indicated the high court is poised to overturn Roe v. Wade in their final opinion, which is expected to be out in June or July. Chief Justice John Roberts has called for an investigation into the leak. New York City will completely eliminate 30 fines on businesses and reduce about 90 others, all part of its ongoing efforts to cut red tape. The announcement Sunday from New York City Mayor Eric Adams. This is only the beginning. This is going to be a business-friendly city where we encourage people to do business in New York. The changes are estimated to save 200,000 small businesses $8.9 million a year in penalties. Among the changes, reducing fines for breaking 49 local regulations and instituting a grace period for 39 of them, including sanitation department and restaurant penalties. The mayor, during his campaign, advocated for a pro-business approach post-pandemic. Brazen smash-and-grab robbery in broad daylight in Yonkers. Surveillance caught four men in masks and hoodies using sledgehammers and a crowbar to smash the front window of Golden Square Jewelry off-Broadway as the owner went next door for a cup of coffee. 
Here's store owner Tony Montana. We put all the heavy stuff in the front, and this is stuff we, we get from our vendors in the Diamond District. We're still making payment. So hopefully we'll recover most of it, I hope. How can you do business when you are in a state of shock like that? This is not easy. In the span of 90 seconds, the four-man team was able to grab high-valued chains and other jewelry from the front of the store. They took off with about $100,000 in jewelry in a dark SUV. After a brief pursuit, three of the four suspects were arrested by the NYPD. A fourth is expected to be arrested soon, according to police. And police think the four suspects may be linked to smash-and-grab robberies in the Bronx. An investigation is ongoing. A gunfire erupted Sunday morning on the number 6 subway train at East 116th Street and Lexington Avenue in East Harlem. Bullets flew during a dispute between two groups of men about 3 in the morning in East Harlem. Police say nobody hit, though. Last week, Mayor Adams said that he would be stepping up on his crackdown of guns. We are undaunted about our fight. We know what what we are up against. We need help. We're going to continue to do our part, but we do need help. We have to turn off the force. Police found multiple shell casings on the platform. The shooter fled the station and so far has not yet been arrested. It's not known what the dispute was all about. Looking at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, travel advisory in effect for this afternoon as rain could be heavy this afternoon and winds are expected to be gusty. So showers this morning changing over two thunderstorms after 2 o'clock. Today's high, 72. Again, those gusty winds, heavy rain possible. Rain should taper off by midnight, the low 59, clearing skies overnight, turning sunny for tomorrow, the high 71 with winds to 18 miles per hour right now. In the Big Apple, 66 degrees under mostly clear skies. Well, that's Ukrainian band Kolosh. Kolosh Orchestra, they won the Eurovision contest in Italy on Saturday, pulling ahead of Great Britain in the grand finale. A surge of popular votes from some of the estimated 200 million viewers from 40 participating countries propelled Kalish to the win, the win bolstering Ukraine's pride during its war with Russia as it continues. The band then released a new music video on Sunday of its winning hit, Stefania. It features scenes of war-ravaged Ukraine and women in combat gear. The win buoyed Ukrainian spirits and represented a strong affirmation of Ukrainian culture, which the group said was under attack by Russia's invasion. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.